fans i am pleased to be joined with the host of hockey night in canada a sports broadcasting legend and a soon-to-be visitor of victoria ron mclean ron thanks for joining me total pleasure tony and uh, as you know we kind of launch with a broadcaster's hot stove so jim lang years ago wrote me a beautiful letter to explain his connection to bobby orr's first goal in the nhl and of course he lives in victoria and uh, a little bit in the winter down south but anyway jim will be there and uh Tim Ryan and Jim Robson and Bernie Pascal and, uh, well, you know the history of hockey in town, uh, but the broadcaster's not too shabby either. <laughs> exactly. And, and I was just going to say, if we, if we want to start off right there, just talking about some of those sports broadcasting legends, for yourself, another broadcasting legend of, of the game of hockey. So when you were growing up, did you have any, have any uh, icons or heroes or anyone you looked up to? Oh, absolutely. I was a Red Deer, Alberta boy. So I liked, uh, ironically, Dave Cutler, who lives in uh, Victoria, was a kicker for the now Edmonton Elks. And uh, I idolized Cutler. He was really funny. He and their quarterback, Tom Wilkinson, would go around and do what they called the rubber chicken banquet circuit. And uh, in the offseason, he he was so funny and so clutch. Six great cups for uh, Dave. But the broadcasters who handled all of the Edmonton, uh, Brian Hall was the play-by-play. And he was more uh, an out there, bigger-than-life type of person personality not uh sophisticated and elegant like jim robson uh but i liked him and i liked their uh, tv hosts they had guys named ernie afghanis and al mccann who were more demure uh who i could sort of see myself maybe emulating one day and i i really looked up to them and from the hockey net in canada point of view it was dave hodge dave was uh, again a guy i could never be uh, a journalist's journalist um you know incredible mind uh really great wordsmith so uh it wasn't that I was going to try and pattern my career after his, but I absolutely looked up to him when I was young. Oh, and that's really cool to have those icons to look up to. You're, you, myself, uh, growing up was someone I really looked up to. So for myself, it's an honor to have you on here on the podcast. Um, and the main reason I got you on today, of course, to talk about the upcoming big event here in Victoria, Hockey Day in Canada, January 17th to 20th. For yourself, are you excited to come over to uh, the West Coast winter? Yeah, for so many reasons. Uh, obviously, the Courtnells, I, I think, will kind of be our honorary ambassadors. And uh, Bruce, Jeff, and Russ are dear friends. And, uh, you know, we'll be in good hands. But that goes like the the sporting storyline for me in town. Uh, Adam Creek and Jason Dorland are two rowers, Olympic rowers. Adam was a gold medalist at Beijing in 2008. And he's a pal. Um, Steve Nash, I, I remember when Russ Courtnell and the Courtnell boys had their golf tournament. Uh, I ended up standing in the shower after the golf <laughs> It was just me and Steve Nash. Funniest thing, right? I mean, he's a legend. And, and he was yeah. asking me all kinds of questions about grapes and about hockey night. And yeah, uh, amazing guy, uh, Simon Whitfield. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll miss uh, you know, Lorna Crozier, who teaches uh, literature and poetry at uh, UVic. Yeah. Um, somebody I really uh, admire. She did the opening for us when we did Rogers Hometown Hockey and Swift Current. Her mom okay. used to sell 50-50 tickets at the Broncos games. And She's gone on to become uh, the preeminent poet laureate in our country. So there's a lot of Victorians that uh, we'll be excited to see to honor the Bens. And Derek Orr is another guy who wrote me a lovely letter. I'm rambling here, but you know, his father, no, uh, Larry in North Sandwich was uh, iconic. And he used to sharpen the skates for Jamie and Jordy. And 
So to see Derek uh, and golf, imagine we're going to yes. actually play golf during the event. We've done this now a quarter century of these. We've never had golf in conjunction with uh, Scotiabank Hockey Day. So there's a first. Exactly. And I was just going to touch on that. Obviously, you got to go to a lot of really cool spots along the way across Canada, uh, Prince Edward Island, uh, the Yukon, just to name a couple. But when you look at Victoria, you talked a little bit, but just in terms of the West Coast winter and how different things are here and maybe a different avenue for everyone else along the entire crew to get to maybe experience something that you wouldn't normally get to experience in, in January. Well, I'm sure you know we have an art artificial ice. It's funny because uh, AI now is a big thing, but yeah. back in the 1911, AI meant artificial ice and the first in the world was right there in Victoria. And of course, over in Vancouver, they had one too. But um, Danny Gare, uh, who for me, Tony, is uh, the best hockey story in the history of hockey stories is when Danny was 16 years old in Nelson, British Columbia, which is where the Patrick family originate with their big timber lumber yeah. business. Uh, Danny was 16 and they won the provincials in British Columbia. They upset Burnaby Winter Club, North Shore, you name it. They took down the who's who. And his father, Ernie, was a teacher in Nelson. And he said uh, to Danny, what do you want to do with your life, Danny? And Danny said, well, Dad, you know, I want to play in the NHL. He says, well, look, there's a 16-year-old in every town in Canada who thinks he's the next one uh, and believes that he's going to the National Hockey League. You and I are going to have to do a workout every day between now and your draft year, two years from now, you come up to the college, I'll set up a, a little boxing ring. You're going to need to learn to protect yourself. We'll do weights. We'll do some sprints. Uh, we're going to train every day. And every day that we train, we're going to take a thumbtack and we're going to put it over a town in Canada so that you've covered off that kid in Swift Current who thinks he's going to the NHL. And that kid in Naranda, you'll put a tack over that town. And he said, when I was drafted two years later, the whole map on my dad's map uh, behind his desk at the college was smothered in thumbtacks. And I just love that image, right? And uh, so Danny, ironically, is providing us with the synthetic ice. I saw that Heidi uh, Barlow Lee was on it uh, the other day. So that's Bobby Barlow's daughter. And uh, again, another legendary name, 88 now. We look forward to seeing him. He was there when we did Craft Hockeyville. There we did uh, Hometown Hockey. Uh, just one of those uh, givers back, uh, Bobby Barlow. Neat. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's definitely a cool tie in as well to the whole Victoria element. And just speaking of, of Victoria element, we'll stay on that quite a bit here. Just in, in terms of this being the 24th edition now in terms of the big event, when you look from the very start to you look now and you see the grassroots of hockey continue to grow and everything that this day brings for hockey fans, how much does it mean to you and everyone at sport, or Sportsnet? Well, you know, it's, I thought, honestly, Tony, when we started, this might be kind of gag me with a spoon, you know, because it's <laughs> syrupy and it's sweet and all yeah. that. And I thought, oh, gosh, if we overdo this, you know, there's a saying, Faulkner said, uh, you celebrate something at the expense of its playfulness. It loses that innocence if you start to put it on a pedestal. But the but the truth is, like when I saw the uh, Royals are on their swing right now. Yeah. And they're into Brandon tonight, but they went through Macklin, Saskatchewan. I'm sure you saw yes. Paul Rushney's parents had them all. Uh, unbelievable photo. Yeah. So that, as usual, took me down a rabbit hole. I had to see, you know, first of all, how you say Reshny, and then I had to see his first <laughs> hat trick, and he's 16 years old. And uh, Reich, another name I had to figure out how to say, uh, picked up that puck when he got his first hat trick. And But to see the family uh, around that painting on the wall of a barn uh, in Macklin, Saskatchewan, which is kind of just due east of where I grew up, Red Deer, Alberta. It's almost in Alberta, Macklin, Saskatchewan. Wow. So, yeah, that that's hockey day right there, uh, you know, and and – um, it's same when we have Micah Zandi Hart, when she skated out as captain of the New York team and the PWHL, that's hockey day. And, uh, she'll be a big part of our storytelling on January the 20th. So it's, it's a very innocent, uh, 
but very special celebration of uh, of what you described, the grassroots. For sure. And, and and obviously another huge component, we, we just talked about it there, the junior hockey side of it. And obviously a huge tie-in for us, the Victoria Royals here. Um, and we have the WHL game taking place on the Saturday and Sunday against Kamloops. But when you look at that avenue and just the buildup and everything else that comes with it, how important is that side of things for just the entire growth of the sport of hockey? And, and you see how important it is to the people here in Victoria. Well, the history of the game in the town is, is beyond the pale. Obviously, it's the start yeah. of the Pacific Coast Hockey Association. But for, you know, when I heard again, here's another simple little story, but James Patrick talking about B. Jordy Ben, right? He didn't pick Jamie. He coached them both, obviously, in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, but he said, Jordy's the one that wasn't expected to make it and made a, a great career for himself out of just will and determination. Uh, and, and I love that. And then the Royals, you know, uh, for him to be there coaching is, uh, I saw him play, you know, I, I know what a special right-hand shot uh, guy could, you know, move the puck up the ice, not so much with a quick pass as with his own speed. He was a beautiful skater. Um, that's a, that's the special family too. It's not the Patrick's of uh, Victoria fame, but the uh, Steve, his dad played and as a quarterback in the CFL, James's brother, Steve played. And uh, obviously uh, Nolan Patrick, uh, his nephew, I really, really think the world of he's gone through uh, the rigors with concussions. Um, I always remember uh, Nolan telling me that when they played, uh, he was Brandon and they were playing uh, Kelowna, right? With Leon Dreisaitl at yeah. center. And he said, we played them in the playoffs. And I think I faced off against Leon 91 times. And I think I won two. <laughs> he said, Leon was a beast, but so was Nolan. And uh, hopefully, you know, there's a somehow uh a sunrise on the horizon for him. But yeah, that the, the Royals, it's a great story. I'm glad for James that he stayed in the game and is coaching the team. And as I say, when I see a 16-year-old kid through overall in the WHL draft, uh, can snipe like he can, uh, kind of reminds you, right, of Bedard and that yeah. shot. Uh, you know, how where do these kids come from? I, honestly, Tony, when I started, long time ago, obviously now, 1984, <laughs> I started doing the NHL. Um, and Vancouver was kind of a, you know, uh, and, and the island, an afterthought. There there were not that many players. And then all of a sudden it was like there was wham, one after another, whether it was Joe Sackett or Paul Career or Brett Hall has ties to the lower mainland. And uh, obviously the Bens and uh, the Courtnells. And it, it, it's incredible how hockey uh, you just took off in the 80s. And maybe when you think back to the 81 Royals Wranglers, right? Grant Furinet against Mike Vernon, yeah. <laughs> two dear friends. Um, 12 guys off that uh, Victoria Cougars at the time, uh, 12 of them went to the NHL. I hope we get to tell that story a little bit, and certainly we'll hear tales from... Uh, I, I was at, when we did Craft Hockeyville, we stayed at uh, Bear Mountain. Nice. And the woman who checked me in was Brad Palmer's wife, before your time, <laughs> but Brad Palmer was a good player on the Victoria Cougar 80 and uh, made it to the National Hockey League. So yeah, small world really is. No, and it definitely is uh, the small world, and I love all the tie-ins for sure. And just kind of looking at the week as a whole, I know I mentioned for the 17th to 20th with the big day being the 20th, but just in terms of all the events that are going to be going on within the city, we talked about the synthetic ice. Uh, you, I know you're going to be having a book signing with Brian Burke and Ken Reed down at Monroe's Books, uh, the big WHL game, the hot stoves. Is there anything in particular that you're really looking forward to? Well, Monroe's is neat because I was there when I launched a book that Kirsten uh, McClellan Day helped me co-write, but so that's a that's an iconic bookstore, right? It's yes. Not just, it's funny to listen to Kevin. You know, he's skating in full gear. He's just every little detail, and that's him to a T. I mean, he is he's a special one. His uh, his preparation for Hockey Night in Canada, the thought he puts in. His father, I don't know if you know, Al runs a 
steel workers in British Columbia and has uh, done some amazing speeches on workplace safety. And so that's where he gets it. But yeah, looking forward to that hockey game for sure on the Friday night. The dinners, the Thursday, that'll be, it's always special. Ken and Ivanka will be kind of your hosts with the most all through the five days. Uh, the podcast is happening. 32 yes. Thoughts, the podcast. Jeff Merrick and Elliot are going to do that on the Thursday. And it just is like a, a five-day blur. It really is. But uh, we'll come. And I don't know if I mentioned this. I don't think uh, I've certainly said it on radio stations. Um, but I... I was in uh, 1964 living in Victoria. My father was military, so he was stationed. They didn't really designate CFB Esquimalt until 66, okay. but it was there. And my dad was stationed there in the 60s. And uh, he then got flipped up to alert in the uh, Nunavut. Uh, he was at Ellesmere Island, 83 degrees north, and he was on a six-month rotation. So we did Christmas uh, 1963 in Victoria. My mom put up the artificial tree, and she didn't know how to do it. She put all the big branches in the middle, so it looked like a, an egg. <laughs> tree. But I have fond memories of uh, kindergarten and my neighbor Koji and Juanita uh, in Victoria. And then 30 years after that, did the Commonwealth Games there in 94. And 30 years after that, we're there for uh, Scotiabank Hockey Day. So that's definitely looking forward to just kind of reminiscing. No, for sure. And it is going to be, like you said, a busy week and there's going to be lots of exciting stuff going on throughout. But um, just for yourself and the personal side of things, I mentioned off the top, you've been broadcasting a long time and a legend of the game. Just when you look back and you continue this amazing career, in terms of personifying the players and the overall game, how much and how important has that been for you in your career and just explaining and showcasing how many different personalities there actually are in our sport? Well, it's a great way to phrase it. You know, uh, I am sort of showcasing uh, the lives of these these players, both now the PWHL and the NHL. And and I, I always kind of liken it to a, a writer named Brian Stevenson as a lawyer. Uh, he used to represent prisoners on death row down in the southern United States. And uh, one time uh, a mother came to him uh, of a prisoner and said, you know, Brian, you have people who are loved in your care. And it was such a simple phrase that became his mission statement. You know, no matter how heinous, no matter how lost these lives, someone loves them. And uh, and it's that's a bit much, I know. But but in a way, that's kind of how I treat my job is that, you know, the hockey. I was a referee for 25 years, uh, listening to James Patrick talk about the, the Royals being special kids in the community uh, in how they behave and how they respect. Um, you know, those are the things you're, you're really uh, trying to showcase and we're really blessed on hockey night to have uh, Kelly Rue, you know how much work he's done in the health space. Uh, Jennifer Botterill, mama, two-time Olympian, father, uh, preeminent sports psychologist, Cal Botterill, won a Stanley Cup with the Rangers. And certainly and that's not, I shouldn't bring that up, I guess, in BC, but okay, it's Victoria. You know. uh, and, and then Kevin with his father and the steelworkers and workplace safety. So there's three people that I work with uh, who really have the touch in terms of how to uh, elevate someone's story and uh, it's just a gift uh you know that's again uh borrowed that from the debrusques uh jake said every shift's a gift and i i kind of treat the uh the broadcasting at some point it's going to end soon because you know i'm going to be 64 in april and bx is training so i won't be able to keep <laughs> up either on the desk or on the ice but it's a it is a joy to to tell uh the story like i said of cole reshney i can't wait to show that photo because it's special 
No, for sure. I, I remember seeing the photo for the first time they sent it over. And I know Hockey Ops told me they were going to be planning on doing that dinner. And I was just thinking how much food the, the two parents right. must have been making for them because they eat a lot of food, especially at this age. Let me tell you a story about, uh, I know we're getting tight for time here because I keep rambling. But uh, Brandon, the, as we do this, uh, they're in to play the Wheat Kings at the Keystone Center. So we had a, a Western Hockey League uh, All-Star game was held in Calgary in 91. And at that uh, Kelly McCrimmon, GM of the Wheat King, said, Ron, we have a dinner at the Keystone Center on uh, May 31st. Would you be able to come out and do it? And I said, oh, God, Kelly, that's right at the tail end of the Stanley Cup. And in those years, we traveled for the entire time. So I said, I'll have been on the road because the Leafs weren't going to make the playoffs where I live now. And uh, I said, I'll have been on the road for eight to nine weeks. If I say to Carrie, my wife, that I'm going off to Brandon, she'll kill me. I said, but... <laughs> I said, I will say we're going to Jamaica for seven days after the season. Uh, if you paid me, and I never charged for hockey. This is the one and only time I ever charged. Uh, and I went out there. Uh, I charged them $500, which is not crazy, crazy expensive, but it was going to pay for our vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and we went to the Keystone Center, and the buffet was all done by the community in Brandon. And, of course, you know, it was everything from cabbage rolls and pierogies to uh, prime rib. It was an incredible feast, just like uh, I'm sure the Reshnies put on for the boys. And then after the event, Kelly came with an envelope and just tucked it in my breast pocket of my suit. And when I got home to Oakville, I opened it up and it was for $1,000. He, he doubled my little wow. request, uh, which is one of the great, uh, you know, so when he won the cup, uh, you can imagine what uh, a memory that was and a thought for me. No, that's that's very cool. And I think it's it's such a testament of the people in hockey. You you really get to meet so many generous and different people along the way. But that, that story really ties it all together. So that was a really good touch. I like that. And he's supposed to be tight. Like the, 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 I don't know because I've never had a bad experience with Kelly. I've, I've been out to do the Wheat Kings a few times now, and uh, he's always generous with me. <laughs> but they said, wow, Ron, that's amazing because Kelly knows, you know, how to protect his dollars. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, he's done a great job managing caps too. Uh, down in Vegas. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, and, and just because we wrap things up here, um, just from me talking to you about the stories and seeing you on air, your memory is just phenomenal and you seem to be able to pull stories from years back and I was just curious if for people growing up and wanting to get into broadcast and continue their career what tips could you offer for people just to try and enhance their memory or you know just move forward along in their career that's a that's a good question that I've never been asked Tony and and I think you know I I know my mother had a great memory so I do believe I inherited mom's uh she she ran a uh, Pittsburgh paint and glass funny enough is the name of the rink down in Pittsburgh yeah uh, but she ran it was all mirrors and windshields and windows and uh, some other things and she knew the inventory cold every item in the store she and you know she would remember phone numbers of customers so I saw that she had one of those great it's a short-term memory, I, I have to tell you. Like, if you <laughs> ask me to sit down and st I'll start watching a movie and realize 45 minutes in, I've already seen the movie. So my memory's not that great. Uh, it's especially not great long-term. I have to study, like you, me, and anyone else in our industry. It's all preparation. Wayne Heinrich, right. the guy who gave me my start, he said, Ron, 10 hours of prep for every one hour on the air. And it's not maybe, uh, you know, always 10 hours of prep to an hour, but it's a lot. You know, it, it's kind of like I, I say, you know, you often hear folks joke when they're in this business, never worked a day in my life. And I think, I don't think I've ever had a second off in 40 years of doing this. There's like this sword of Damocles up there, you know, Ron, you're not ready. You don't have a good opening. You don't have a good, you know. So you're always, I'm sure you know, uh, that feeling uh, that you need to keep prepping. And yeah. uh, it, that, that's, it's, it's like anything, you know, it's the hard work that uh, Bedard and McDavid and all the players put in ahead of it 
you know, not not just the 10,000 hours, but Gretzky kept it going right through his career. Uh, you, you can never sort of rest on your laurels. That would be my only advice. And then, and like, Gretzky's an amazing storyteller. BX is an amazing storyteller. And I just assume they get it from, you know, their families. Uh, that's probably where it starts. No, that's that's really cool. And then definitely cool to hear about how it started with your mother. And um, I know maybe it takes some of those tips as well, because I'm looking uh, definitely someone that anyone in, in my position looks up to someone like you. So um, again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Very excited to have you out here at Hop- Hockey Day in Canada uh, from the 17th to the 20th. I look forward to seeing you, Tony. I'm sure we'll, we'll do lots through the days. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks again, Ron. Thank you.